This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, Check hey, us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey everybody, this is your host KB and I'm joined by Mr. Mark Metapoetic Bennett. And word, 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 we word. are here for episode 13 yes. of the All Love No Fear podcast. I feel like we just did episode 10, like I don't know where three weeks went, Yeah, but welcome to episode 13. Thank you so much for joining us on yet another week of talking about randomness. So um, whether you're in your car driving, you're commuting yeah. to work, wherever you are listening to this, we thank you for joining us and we hope that you will enjoy this week's chitter chatter and all that jazz. Yes. I, I want to start off with the shout outs because I forget every single time. So shout you out to people it. on Spotify. Shout out to people on Apple Podcasts. Start, shout out to people on Stitcher. Shout out to people listening on our website. Shout out to people listening on Podbean. Shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for supporting. Word. Thank, thank you for all the friends and people who are listening on their way to work right now. What up? Get your money. <laughs> Secure the bag 2019. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. OT Genesis has a few a few bangers. Are we still going to go OT Genesis? Yes. I don't understand why you don't see it for him. I'm not saying I don't see it for him. I just feel as if his first song I couldn't do with. <laughs> Which one was that? Cut it? No. No, the baking soda one. Yes. How did that go? I'm not going to tell you. I'm gonna. It's going to come to me. Yes. Let it not come to you now. Let's move on. Baking soda. I got baking soda. Okay. Let's, let's <laughs> Why are you such a hater? Oh my God. You mad haterish. For what? Um, but I don't remember anything else about that song though. That's all I remember. But it, I'm gonna find it. It's gonna give it's gonna come back to me. I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna right, play let's, it let's on move, the way home. Let's move forward. Why? Why don't you want to focus on the baking soda? I've got baking soda. That's fine. Um, so it was um this is uh July fourth weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Or it just passed if you're listening. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. passed. Hope you had a good one. Um, You had a good four-day weekend. Word. More relaxing than usual. Word. Yeah, it was good. Yo, I saw a tweet. um, Parks from the Joe Budden podcast said, it's felt like Sunday for the last three days. And I was like, yeah. Every day day I wake up like, ah, it's Sunday. Oh, shoot. I got another day off. I got another day (laughs) off. I got another day off. Every day I wake up, I thought I would work the next day. That's kind of how I felt every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so like I got, we actually have to go to work. Like this, this is this is real Sunday. Now, I'm we, like, oh. now we have to go to work. I'm like, I don't like but it. But I definitely woke up yesterday like, I have to go to work. I'm like, nope. No, nope, definitely not. Definitely not, tomorrow. not. Yeah, I feel like I've had too many days off now and I'm just like not really <laughs> in work mode. Like yeah. I'm legit seeing emails related to work pop up on my phone. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, guys. Whatever. Work. I'm not prepared. I feel like people are trying to force me to like be interested in going back to work, and I'm not. But you know, I'm gonna get there. I have to. I don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we need we need money. 
Yeah, we do. We do. That's important. Um, yeah, bills don't pay themselves. No, so they, they don't. Yeah, 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 you're right. So yeah, so work happening. Woo! Do you have um a love it or lose it? Yes, I do. Okay. One moment. Let me pull it out of here. All right, I don't like that one. Okay, I don't. I thought it was kind of stupid. But you wrote it down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. Um, don't write things down you don't like. Oh, God. I'm stressing. I'm stressing. I'm stressing. I'm stressing. I'm stressing. We're going to shred all the ones you don't like. Yes, I'm just going to get we're, rid of it. When you go home, you're going to look at all the ones you don't like and toss them out. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um... Okay, no dice there. Okay, that's three. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Okay, hold on. Wait, let me see. Okay. I think this one's cool. Okay. All right. So I know some people may or may not have canceled Michael Jackson, which is completely fine. Um, you know, whatever. Do what you want. I know there was a whole thing with Leverland and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, but, you know, in keeping with our musical um inclinations over the last couple of weeks i figured why not uh discuss some michael jackson albums albums so um the four albums i've got up on the list are bad invincible off the wall and thriller those are the four albums love it or lose it bad Thriller, Invincible, Off the Wall. Those are the four. Okay, so you, you didn't add um, Dangerous. Okay. No, I did not. Okay. I did not. I was like, I feel like there's one that <laughs> I yes. don't remember. So Thriller came out in 82. Yeah. Bad came out in 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible came out, Off the Wall came out in 1979, so that was actually the first one. And then Invincible came out in 2001. That's, I think that's the last one I actually paid any attention to. Invisible? Invincible. That's Invisible? the last one I paid any attention to. Uh-huh. Everything that came out after that, I was kind of like, all right, guys. Okay. Okay. So, bad thriller, Invincible, off the wall. You want to um, go first? Uh, yes. Um, for my lose it of these four albums, this one's kind of hard. Um, for me, because I think like all four of them are alliteration, but I think based on overall like discography and like what's on each one, I think I I don't know. This is hard. This is actually not that hard at all. This me. is hard to me. This is not for like lose it. It's not hard. Lose it. Lose the it. Lo- from, the love is gonna be hard. The lose, lose it. It's not hard. Lose it for me is hard because I actually enjoy all four of these, but I think, oh God, this is so hard. I think that maybe, possibly, potentially, um, that I feel really bad, but I think Invincible is gonna have to be the one I lose because even though you rock my world is my jam and I actually enjoy, um the whole album top to bottom that's got butterflies it's got um what's that other one uh why can't i think of the name it's uh i can't think of the name right now let me go look at the actual like album listing but it has so many songs on invincible that i actually really do like and i remember when i was uh like a teenager me and my sister was bumping invincible like all day long um but, and we sang along to all the parts because, you know, that's how we do. Um, like, Heartbreak is a, a jam um, on Invincible. Um, Speechless. Oh, gosh. 
the vocals on Speechless. Michael Jackson is singing down. Do you hear me? Heaven Can Wait. Oh, God. Such a great song. But I think... And Speechless is... Speechless and the Lost Children are the ones that he wrote by himself too. Mm-hmm. Speechless is beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Like I just, it makes me like get teary every time I hear it. But I think uh, compared to like the legendary, like timeless classics that exist on the other three, um, Invincible is going to have to be the one to go. And I feel conflicted about saying this, but I feel mm-hmm. like I can't choose Bad because like one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs of all time. I think my favorite one is Bad. Actually, and that video is everything. And then Bad yeah. also has on it. Um, we're, we're going to other ones first. We're yeah, doing, it, we're, doing, we're going out of time. Yes. So yes, my lose it is Invincible. Yeah. Um, Invincible is lose it easy for me compared to the other three. It's no contest. And and Invincible had great tracks. No contest. <laughs> no contest. <laughs> no contest compared to Off the Wall, Bad, and Thriller. Those three, undeniably. Yeah, <laughs> those three had too many. Like this, this, undeniably compared to that, that's why I said you say dangerous. I was like, okay, I can do it. This, this, this is more easy. Visible done. That's fine. Uh, I mean, it was hard for me because I, I know most people will probably get rid of Invincible off the bat because that's one of his more <laughs> like, like modern modern get, albums. But like, like I really like, like it, it, it's a great album. But compared to the other three, nah, get that. Excuse me. Okay, so love it. Do you should I go first with my love it? Yeah. I think my love it is definitely should put dangerous, but sorry. I think my love it actually is going to be um I'm making a hard decision right now. Um I think my love it is probably going to be <sighs> This is hard. All right, I got to look at the track listing again so I can make a good decision. Um, I think I'm going to go with Thriller is my love. Okay. I feel like Thriller, all the songs are on there are a complete jam, every single one. Um, I can listen to it forever and ever and ever. Don't have to skip any songs. It's just like a whole vibe. Like I've definitely been on the train on the way to work vibing hard to Thriller. Like how, my, how one man put this many bangers on one album, my G? How? 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 No one has the answers. Sway doesn't have them. No one has them. Like, just album of bangers. Like, who makes albums like this anymore? No one. So, yeah. Thrillers, my fave. My yeah, love it. For me, it's, I, think it's, I think it's bad. I think okay. I go back and forth between Thriller and Bad, but I think Bad is for me. Yeah, I hemmed and hawed between Thriller and Bad, but I chose. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um, I think bad was was great. I think I think even like generation. I think bad was like around when I started listening to Michael Jackson in the first place. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah, like bad. I was kind of going. I know, back I know it came out eighty seven. That's yeah. It's only like two years after I was born, but that's kind of like what um came. Like that, 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 I guess I kind of I grew up with that with bad a lot. Right. I a think lot more than other ones. I think what took uh, what took bad out of fave for me is because I don't think I like Liberian Girl that much as a song. Like it's definitely a skippable for me. I don't, Why do you talk Liberian? Girl? I don't know. I just don't. What 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 bothers you about Liberian? Girl? I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I've never liked it. <laughs> but what, what reason? I don't know. I just <laughs> there's something about it. Like the, the minute I hear it, I'm like, okay, we're gonna move on from that. I don't want to hear it. Is, so if it didn't have Liberian Girl on it, I'd actually be okay. That but is, like it's that there. Is, that is quite random. 
I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. I just don't like it. Cause I'm like, a part of me is like, yo, they got Dirty Diana, Smooth Criminal, Man in the Mirror. Another part of me, these are jams right here. So like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, leave me alone you is me, on bad. The way you make you feel like, I'm cool with. I'm cool with all them. I know, I know, but like Liberian Girl, I don't like. So I yeah, had to. Like I can't find anything on Thriller I don't like. I like every single one of them. So that's that's what kind of took it over the edge for me. Yeah, Thriller's like a two sided tape also. Like in terms of track, mm-hmm. it's like it's like nine tracks. Yeah, it's lit though. No, you it's should cool. just do it. I just, I'm still trying to figure it out. But okay. I'm just being honest. There's nothing on here that I don't like on Thriller. Every single one of them, I'm like yes, 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 yes again. Jams, jams, jams. I love it. Him and Quincy Jones, magic, magic. Yes. You look like you're in deep thought over there. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why you don't like Librarian Girl. I'm I just, just don't. I just don't. Okay? I don't have any answers. I don't have any reason. I just, I don't like it. No shade to the Liberians out there. Like, there's nothing wrong with you all. <laughs> Specifically, I, I know, just like... don't like that song. I don't know why either. There's something about it that grates on my nerves a little bit. Uh, but it's fine. You gotta have a strong conversation about what's your problem with Librarian Girl. I don't. Can I don't. Can I, we, that can be the topic. For we don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it going forward. So why? Why are you? I don't. I said what I said. Okay. You know we're moving on. All right. Well, that concludes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that concludes so, our Mark McMahon confused. Like he's like, I think we might have to re- re- reconsider I'm just our so whole. Confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. He's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. I don't have any answers. Maybe I don't know. I just don't know. I just know that it's not for me, and that's fine. Everybody doesn't make everything for everybody. You're lucky Spotify won't let me play this song. <laughs> but I will play Librarian Girl. I need, I need to understand. <laughs> Why I'm not into it? I don't know. I'm, I don't hate it. I just am like, okay. I mean, if they play it, whatever. Like, that's fine. Yeah. All right. I feel as if, like, Michael Jackson estate was, will sue us. Because right, I don't, I don't have any money for the Michael Jackson estate. I don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't trust that they don't sue us. I want zero smoke. Yeah. Zero. I'm no, still, smoke I'm, I'm just. I'm, I am confused. That's fine. That's fine. I'm sure. Okay, pl- we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. We'll move forward. We'll keep going. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll be stuck on this for a long time. <laughs> Apparently, I'm like you're not letting it go. <laughs> like the minute I said it, you were like, <laughs> it was like but the but, record skipped in Mark's mind. He was like, I don't understand what you're but saying. But I don't. But I don't get it. I know. I get it. I I understand. It might be a little confusing for you, um, but the truth is, uh, I want to. You know, I just want to be honest with you about things in my life, uh, and the things that you know bother me. So. Yeah. Now you know. Learn something okay. new every day. See, we've been married for almost five years, dating for almost ten, and guess what? You learned something new today. So that's important. Okay, so let's get right into the topic. Yes, the topic. So, um, today's topic, um, we kind of came up to this um, in random conversation this week, uh, just in observation of a lot of things that have happened, because it's been a busy news week. Okay, busy, busy. Um, so, um, our topic this week, uh, kind of centers around the concept that blackness is not a brand. No. It's not a brand. All right. I, 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 I kind of thought about this because, um, we have a problem in America with, um, creating, making a brand out of minorities, making a brand out of their race, making a brand out of certain things that are not the popular not 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 the um the majority right and when i say a brand it means we treat it like a brand meaning everybody who's a part of that brand um 
makes is um automatically feels like they have to be public relations for that brand. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if that we keep trying to make we do that for other races except for white 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 people, and that's why it becomes a problem because it it doesn't it, it, it's not for everybody and it makes it seem like we go to meetings <laughs> and we discuss about what the brand uh, we t- we um like we don't have black incorporated there's, there's there's no black people incorporated for real there's no black people incorporated where we Crazy. um we we have rules about how black people act there's no black incorporated about what black people do it's not what it is right we, do, no, we don't have meetings no there's no meetings and there 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 is no brand that we have people have created made it they have treated us like we are a brand to simplify how they treat us and how they can justify certain things right all right so what does that mean so let, let, let's let's talk about um where this came from this comes from a lot of times when um when things happen other, when other black people say certain things or like when people talk about love and hip-hop or when people talk about um certain black people doing things Black people tend to get upset and put all the onus on that person on maintaining the black brand. <laughs> right. And we're not. We're not a brand. Right. So meaning if some if a black person does something, then I should be then they 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 should be accountable for things that happen to black people because it's making someone think something um of black people. If a black person does something and someone looks at that person and says black people act like that, there's something wrong with that person. Right. It is right. nothing wrong with the person who did it. The person who did it, like, I will still, I, I think we should still address things that happen, for instance, violence. Right. Like, as violence, because as human beings, we should be like, all right, no one should have be, do violence. Right. But that violence has no effect on me as a black person. Right. And we, we have to stop getting so caught up in that what each, what each black person does is, is, directly affects me right or what each black person does is representative of all black people because i think what we have to stop doing is first of all we have to stop spending so much time caring about what other people perceive or think about us as a group of people because black black is not a monolith we all are black in different ways like me and mark are two different types of black we have similarities, but there are certain things about the ways that we grew up and the ways that we were raised where we act out our blackness differently. And so if that's the two of us, imagine the differences that exist among everybody else that is black and living in the world in general. Because, you know, U.S. black, there's variation between like people from the South versus people from the North versus people from West Coast versus people from like the Midwest. Like there's just a difference in terms of how we all express ourselves and live out our blackness. And even if you, you know, cross the oceans, you know, European people that are, you know, European black people act different and behave different and do certain things. People from the motherland act differently and do certain things. So it's just like there's so much difference. So the so the idea that, like Mark said, somebody acting up, Stevie J acting up on Love and Hip Hop is somehow a representation of all of the millions of black people that live in the world is stupid. Yeah. And, like, I understand what y'all are saying. What y'all are saying now is... Correct. We don't think that, but the white people in my job might think that, and that is their problem, though. Right. That, that, that is got nothing, nothing to do, to do with do you. Because I and, th- and 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 before before you continue, mm. the thing you have to understand is think about it this way: if for one full year, all black people wore suits all the time, 
went to work, didn't commit any crimes, and didn't do anything, if you think things would change, you're incorrect. Right. I'm just like... You're, you're, you have a false belief that if, um, no, if black people committed no crimes, then all of a sudden police shootings would stop. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, so you, have this, you have this false belief that just because when, um, if, if things stopped happening, certain things stopped happening, then yeah, then we would, have, we would um, have more freedom. And you put the onus on us. That's why I get so upset when people use black on black crime. I get so upset because like that, that excuse has been used not by um, white people, but by black people themselves. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, white people have used it, but black people still do perpetuate that. Yeah, black, black people use it. Black black, like, black on black crime is a stupid statement. Correct. Stupid, because every people commit crimes against the people that are closest to them. Yeah. So white people commit crimes against white people. Asians commit crimes against Asians. It, it just is, you commit crime white, white, towards the people that are around you. Yeah, white white crime is high. Black on black crime is high. Hispanic, against, Hispanic crime is high. <laughs> well, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican, I'm say Hispanic, but Puerto mm-hmm. Rican, like, each one... Dominican versus Dominican, like each one, people tend to commit more crimes against people that they're close to more than anybody else. Right. And then people are like, well, how do we expect um, other other people to not kill us if we killing each other? So like, what, what does that have to do? That, that Those those are two totally. If, if you want to um, address the violence in your community, then address the violence in your community. Right. But that like, has nothing to do with how you treat me. Just because someone with the same color as me commits a crime against somebody else, that it has nothing to do with how you treat me. Right, like that. I didn't commit no crime. I, that has nothing. That to has do nothing to do with, with me. And I will not put all the onus of black people on that person just because right. you decided that I, I I have the same skin color. I should treat them different. Right. It's I will like, not put the onus on that person at all. Not at all. Because again, like I said, we're all we've all been brought up differently. We've all had different life experiences. Like who knows what circumstances lead people to commit crimes in the first place? There are so many things yeah. that impact a person's life that lead them to commit certain crimes. So if some black person goes out there and commits a crime, how is that a representation of me? Yeah. We we have different life experiences. We we just in a different place. This person chose to do X, Y, Z or was put in a position where they felt like they had to do X, Y, Z. I'm over here minding my business. How was that a reflection of me? Yeah. And why, why would I look at it as a reflection of me or as a reflection of, quote, unquote, the black community? Correct. And, and like, I, I know it's a problem because even, to, even when that um, conversation is breached on the news, people don't have the response, the right response to it. When someone says to you <laughs> that, uh, oh, um, what about all the violence? What about um, the criminal record or everything? That's, that's the reason why I stop and frisk. You should automatically say to them, it doesn't matter what happens in terms of violence. Even though the numbers are skewed, even the numbers, even if the numbers weren't as skewed as they are, how someone acts has no reflection on me because that does not apply to the majority. If it applied, if it applied across the board, it would be wrong, but it doesn't apply to the majority. So that's not, so it, it is unfair to do that. Now, when I'm talking about this brand, that is not applied to all things across the board. Um, I, I know people try to bring that up when in reference to like the um, the HBCU reality shows or like the Greek reality shows. Those are actually brands. Those right. are businesses. Right. When you have brands and businesses, you don't want to hurt your business and hurt your brand. So I understand why you do certain things. Right. And those things are, again, not a reflection of black people as a whole. Correct. That's those things are a reflection of, of, that, of their, that organization that organizational or that business. business. So that's the reason why it's a problem. Right. No organization wants to have a reality show with their with their name behind it right it's just not because like they understand that people are fickle 
Right. <laughs> so that's not what people want. Mm-hmm. So I understand wh- why um, HBCU said, hey, I don't want to be part of that, that reality show or um, the AKAs or the Deltas or the, wh- wh- whoever it is that they, want, they don't want to do the same thing because they worry about their brand because their, their brand is trying to show a reflection of that. And that's every business. Right. That's just business. That's nothing to do with black people. That's just business. Right. So I understand when it comes to business. But in that same um, notion, black people are not a brand. No. We are not a brand. <laughs> black people are black people are individual humans. Right. <laughs> right. Like black organizations are 100% a brand. That's fine. There is no blackpeople.com website that doesn't no. exist. Like, no. And if there was, that does not represent us still. It, it, still, it still doesn't, doesn't represent us. It still us. doesn't. I don't know who running that if it exists, but it ain't It ain't for me. Um, but, yeah, like, I I definitely feel as if the idea of, of and even, even seeing stuff, like, like, like Love and Hip Hop, like you said, I feel like, okay, if somebody watches that and feels like that's how all black people from Atlanta or New York or Miami act, I'm like, okay, that's fine if you believe that. That's that's not even the brand of that city Correct. that the show is being filled in. Like, that's just a small pocket of people with writers and a storyline who've decided that this is how we're going to represent Correct. this particular area. But, like, I'm sure there are people in Atlanta and in New York and in Miami who watch Love & Hip Hop and are like, that's not you. That's not what we do over here. That's not us. Yeah, and and that's the reason why it gets so crazy and how people get so caught up when um someone who has no who has no views of you brings a black person <laughs> and says, "Hey, but black, we have this black person here who believes this." Of course, you're gonna have a black person who believes everything. Right. You're gonna have a black person who thinks that KKK is okay. You're gonna have a black person for everything. You probably will. You, you you're gonna have a black person for everything because because, that's just because the beauty because, of the diversity because of our we're race. not a monolith. So you're right. gonna have, so don't get so caught up in oh if we have this black person that means like because we're not a monolith each individual person has different views. Right. That's why whenever like even in politics and stuff like that when they start talking about the black vote I'm just like what is that? What is that? What is the black vote? Like each black person's vote is 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 yeah. is, is a different situation. There's no such thing as a black vote. What is that? What does that look like? The only and it's just like I always wonder how do politicians sort of like quote unquote gear their campaign to get the black vote? Like what are the issues that they think will get the black vote? Like I, what is the black vote? Is my and, real question. And this all comes down to because they make human rights a political issue. Okay. That it became to that because we can talk. I always say. Stop talking about race and about in terms of how black, how people of different minorities act. We could talk about race and how we're treated because that's what affects, because that, that's where the racism comes in. Mm-hmm. We talk about the black people in terms of how, how um, we're treated. Talking about there's a disparity in terms of how many black people are in prison, right? Mm-hmm. Means a high percentage of black people, um, out of the percentage of black out of the percentage of people in prison, a black people are a high percentage, mm-hmm. right? That is a conversation about the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how, pe- what people have not understood is that does not mean that a high percentage of black people are in prison. Repeat what you just said. A high percentage of people in prison are black. Okay. Not a high percentage of black people are in prison. You mean like in terms of the overall numbers of people? Correct. Okay. 
that's what that's what I'm saying. And like people have got caught up when they hear the, about the high percentage of people in prison are black, they automatically assume that means that most black people or high percentage of black people are in prison mm-hmm. or have been to prison, which is incorrect. Okay. And that's the reason why when someone does go to prison, you're like, oh, you didn't go to prison. You must be you must be not a statistic. Statistically, most black people are not in prison. Obviously. <laughs> but like we've gotten caught up in like how they run numbers to right. Right. distress who and we I, are. And I, and I think part of that concern comes from the fact that there are far too many black people who are in jail for reasons beyond their control that should never have been there in the first place. Like you look at situations like Khalif Browder and um, who should never have been in jail, never got a trial. Like that's, that's a person that became a statistic that didn't have to be. And then you have people that are in jail for like, you know, stupid marijuana offenses that have been in jail now for like 20 and 30 years. Correct. But now because we they, see, don't, they don't have bail because they don't have bail. They don't have the appropriate legal representation. Correct. So there's a lot of black people who have been incarcerated who fall into that number of high percentage of people in jail. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like it's that number would be much lower if there was appropriate um, uh, resources available to those people for representation. And also if the criminal justice system actually was about justice and not just like you know putting people in jail to fill beds because we all know that you know private prison is a thing it's a business yeah. it's a business it's basically you know slavery all over again correct um because you know these guys be in jail making like two dollars a day and they're like making license plates and clothes and correct. all types of random things that we consume every day that we don't even think about <clears throat> excuse me but um yeah i think i think there are a unnecessary amount of black people in prison. Correct. I'm not saying that everybody that's there, there is it's completely always, It's always a necessary amount. It's an, it's, but, but it's, an, I, I, it's I an inflated number Correct. based on a lot of stuff that's really just like circumstantial like roadblocks and issues that have landed people there. Yeah. Um, most, not even half, not even like a large percentage of black people are criminals. Most, not even half, not even a large percentage of black people like I was looking at statistics and like numbers and was saying back in 2010, even though people keep acting like it's not true, there was definitely more black men in college than in prison. But I don't know why people kept acting like it was the other way around. Mm. But that was back in 2010. Right. All right. And and once again, that plays into this criminal justice system. Yeah. And in terms of because there's always been a consistent like the number that has been in prison, mm-hmm. black men been in prison has been consistent. Mm-hmm. across the years and that's where the problem is excuse me consistent in what sense what do you mean meaning like i I was looking at, like between 2000 2010 mm-hmm. the number of black men in prison stayed around the 850,000 range mm-hmm. all right okay from 2000 to 2010 mm-hmm. the number of black men in college went up of course okay since then uh-huh but that number has been consistently in that range. And mm-hmm. I think numbers consistently in that range mm-hmm. because of the criminal just, justice issues. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But um, I, I, I guess um, it's, it's just like th- that, that's when, it, when, we, when we talk about, um, like I said, the brand. It's just we have to stop. Yeah, because our brand is also not we be in prison. That, yeah. That's not our brand. If, 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 if we're going to like stop. Stop falling into the and that's why like when people um come like they they put in themselves like there, there's a lot of black people i know like just just myself i know who have never been like most people i know 
Yeah, I, I can't think of too many people <laughs> that in my immediate circle of people that I know that have been in prison. This is not to say that there are... I know I have friends who have family members and, yeah. and parents and stuff like that who've been in prison or have gone to prison at some point in their life or are currently in prison. But, like, I don't think I know anybody off the top of my head, like, within my immediate circle of people that I can say has been yeah, to prison. So, and I'm not talking, like, county jail for, like, a day or two. I mean, like, serving years yeah. in prison, prison. So we, we just have to, like, just be... Stop falling into the trap. <laughs> Of treating ours, ours ourselves like a brand, right? Like, and just and understand that we're all individuals who have different mindsets, right? Because what we what we we what we have to recognize, and I say this all the time, is that people are going to think whatever they want to think, no matter what it is you do or don't do. Correct. And you, that's just what it is. Like you, people's perception is going to be what it is, no matter what. If people believe that all black people are loving hip hop, then okay. That's fine. It's not your job as an individual black person to dispel the notions and the myths. It's not. You, If that's your job, you'll be exhausted very quickly Correct. trying to prove to someone who, in the grand scheme of the circle of your life, does not matter, um, trying to prove to them that, oh, not all black people are like this. I'm sure they know that. There, there's several representations of black people all over the place that are not the same. So if somebody chooses to fixate on this particular one and say, this is what I think black people are, okay. Okay, like, we, if we're ever going to do anything progressive as a group of people, we have to let go of this, of this obsession with, with making sure that other people don't see us X, Y, Z way. Like, the, the propaganda about black people has been building up for centuries. Centuries. Do you hear me? Centuries. Like, there are things that we believe about ourselves that have been implanted in our minds for centuries. So, it, like, even, even you wasting time in this one lifetime you get trying to convince other people that this is not what black people are and trying to be the exception to the rule, that ain't what God wants for your life. It ain't. I hate hate that um, that, that terminology, too, that exception. Like, y'all got to stop that. Like, even when it comes down to stereotypes of trying so hard to, like, not fit to fit into a stereotype. Right. I'm like, like that, that that crap is annoying. I didn't make a stereotype. It don't have nothing to do with me. I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I'm going to live my best life. And you girls are going to be mad because at the end of the day, you only get one life and there's no way that you can please everybody with that one life. Like I know in the workplace, like a lot of us, especially black women, we deal with this angry black woman stereotype, especially if we work in a place where there's not a lot of us. Um, we feel like, you know, we always have to measure our words and be careful about what we what we say or how we say it. And it's just like, look, at the end of the day, I have every right to be angry. It is my God-given human right to be angry. Why do I ha- why why am I censoring myself to make other people feel comfortable when other people aren't making the same efforts to make me feel comfortable? Why? So if I'm angry, I'm going to show it in a, you know, workplace professional way because you know people love to run to HR. I don't want Karen and HR calling me up. But if I'm unhappy with something, or I have a very strong feeling about something, I'm not going to censor myself and be like, well, I don't want to be the angry black woman to the other people. Okay. They think they already think I'm an angry black woman. From the time they see me, that's what they think. So even if I, I show that, what does that mean? Okay. So what? 
They think that. Whatever. But I'm not going to walk around here and pretend like, oh, I'm so docile. I'm so gentle. I'm so sweet. No. No. I'm Because that I'm not going to give you the opportunity to, like, just walk all over me. And I'm not going to, like, suck myself into this, like, twisting myself into knots to, like, not fit into a stereotype. I'm going to be who I am authentically. And you're just going to have to deal. Because I feel like a lot of people walk around this world very much like, I'm just going to be me and people are going to have to deal. And I think black people need to start doing that, too. Like, we need to stop being so worried about what, how other people are going to perceive us and what other people think. Because, my God, what I don't want in life is for somebody to tell me, oh, you're not like those other black people. Huh? That's not a compliment. That's actually a complete insult. Because that tells me that you have such a negative view of black people. And because your negative view is being challenged by the way I'm acting, I'm not like one of them. No, I am one of them. I am absolutely 100%. I'm going to be black all day, every day. And I'm not going to spend time contorting myself to make you feel like I'm not one of those black people. I'm just not. Sorry. Just not. Because Wanda Sykes was talking about that in one of her specials, how when she was like growing up, you know, she grew up, you know, she was one of the few black girls. That's why she chose to go to HBCU, she said, because she was like, I was one of few black girls. And I felt like people always kept telling me, oh, well, you're not like other black people. You're not like other black people. And I'm just like, what? Huh? That's mind boggling to me that people even feel comfortable to say something to you like that. But again, it comes from this idea that blackness is this brand that we're all responsible for and so we have to act in a certain way to to keep this version that we think in our mind is the perfect version of blackness we have to keep that alive somehow and so then that gives people license to think oh well oh you're you're black but you're not like those other black people like it's just garbage the whole thing garbage yeah and like it it even comes down to like certain things where like um stereotypes where like we were talking about hair before me you know Chris we were talking about hair before in terms of like natural hair and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like I get it you you want to go people want to go natural and everything like that but like and people are like oh I don't want to get a weave because people think black like do what you want right. if you want to get a weave get a weave if you want to get a perm get a perm that, like none of those are signs of blackness none the only of thing a sign of blackness is your skin right <laughs> right and, and you and, and and the parents you are the parents you have right like that is what just like there all these things like people are always trying to like not eat fried chicken to the white people or not listen to hip-hop to right or in front of like it's just it's just too many things like all we, of this self-editing it's like who else does this like i don't think anybody else spends this much time self-editing and and squeezing themselves into a box to make other people feel comfortable like live out loud be you. If it makes people uncomfortable, oh well. That yeah. don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying blast um, Dipset in the conference room. I'm not saying that. Right, like there's, come <laughs> on, like let's keep it classy. Like there's there's spaces and times for things. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. But like I, all I'm saying is like don't feel as if that you can't be who you are. Right. Um, and because of what people have told, people have told you that this is what blackness is or isn't that you are representative of a brand of blackness right right yeah all that and if for okay. some reason if you do this then black people won't be able to come in and not believe in because if you do something and then from that point on they don't allow black people in from that point on they had perceptions before you did something right right like you didn't just come in and totally like change their whole like oh my no, god i never they, thought this before now they, i think this they had perceptions before right 
They was just waiting to see when and if you was going to act because, like the perception they thought. Because anyway. if you didn't do it, it would have been someone else who did it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So that is the problem that they have. Right. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. And you should not feel like it's your job or responsibility to do anything about that. Correct. Like once you once people let go of that concept, it's very freeing. Truly, honestly, yeah. it's very freeing. And I realize that in some environments that's hard to do because in all honesty, some of some of our higher education institutions do in different ways, shapes and forms teach us that we have to be mindful of those things in the workplace Correct. and stuff like that. And so it's hard to like unpack that kind of stuff later on in life and realize like, oh, I've been like boxing myself in. I've been I've been, you know, acting different. And I mean, this is a difference between like code switching and just like denying who you are as a person in order to make other people feel comfortable. Because code switching is essential in in certain professional settings. Like, you know, like I know the way I talk like regularly with people is not the way I'm going to talk like at a professional situation where I'm representing my institution or my office. Like, I know that there's a time and a place for me to, like... Because that's a brand. Because that's a brand. Like, <laughs> yes, my job is a brand. My yeah. <laughs> the, the, the company I work for is a brand. So if I'm going out somewhere and representing them, I have to represent that brand a certain way. And I think everybody has to, regardless of skin color or, or age or anything like that. If you're working for this company, when you go out somewhere, you're representing this company in a particular way. So there's a way that I'm going to carry myself and, 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 and conduct myself that's going to be different from how I would when I'm just like at home or like with friends. Like it's going to be different. And that's not an example of me like contorting myself to fit into a box. I just recognize that there's a part of me that has to be this particular way in this particular instance. But that doesn't mean that I deny or act uncomfortable if I'm around people that work for my company in a more like social setting that doesn't mean that I'm uncomfortable acting like how I would act if I was like at home or like with my mm -hmm. friends yeah. like they go they gonna see you know non nine to five non-professional Kristen if they if they want to be in a social function like Correct. that's that's what they gonna get because at that point I'm not representing the brand of the company I'm representing me myself and I yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope that this conversation, you know, sparks some thoughts in people. And like I said, it's a lot to unpack and it's a lot to kind of realize in your own mind that you probably do carry some of these same thoughts and feelings about having to be a representative for the, you know, black community, um, which is another thing that I think is fictional. But um, we'll get to that at some other time. Because um, whenever people use that term, I'm like, who's in the community? Exactly. Is it? I don't feel like it's all inclusive, but we can talk about that another time. Um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely something worth thinking about and examining in your own life and seeing, like, ways that you can sort of start to detach yourself from this idea that you as an individual are responsible for the branding of black people and whatever that means. Yeah, um... I the f the funny thing is I actually hate the term of um wh wh um when people say like if we want black people to prosper oh god yeah because like cuz like if you want black people to prosper we got to do this and everything and like we are intelligent smart um fulfilling bright <laughs> um, we're all those things we're amazing we're, 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 we're magical we're amazing we're excellent. things we're amazing. ourselves we're just waiting for people to catch up. 
Pretty much. And Get on board. It. So stop acting like it's us. We are already that. Like it, and I, I, I know we're already that because I've, we've, I've remember listening to like all the constant things like, in black schools a lot they always try to talk about respectability and everything like that. So you tell me you you've had you have years of that, mm-hmm. of years of that people feeling that and everything and our people view of us has not changed. Right, like. Because a lot of people feel that way. A lot a, of people, people feel as if like what like so like you tell me like we have years, centuries, decades, centuries. centuries of people saying like if we act this way, then we'll be treated differently, and it has not changed. Right. It just <laughs> it just everything. doesn't it doesn't matter. I I'm like every time you go to schools mostly black, they always say like oh make sure you pick your pull, pull your pants up, take your hat off. The, taking your hat off, I realized is a black school specific thing. <laughs> I've been to many white high schools and their hats are on. Oh, well, hmm. we couldn't have no hats on in my high school. Correct. I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. and, and like that, that, like we're always told to dress up and everything. Even when I was in um, in college, mm-hmm. respect, respectability, make sure you suit up and everything like that. It, it's just, I don't feel like I was ever told that at Hofstra University. Yeah. That was never a conversation that was had by anybody about anything. Correct. But we're, very come as you are. We're always told, we're taught for so long, if we act a certain way, people will treat us a certain way. Right. And we've we've been taught that we have to because we, we're, 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 we're we're it's true we have to work twice as hard to get half to get half Come as on, much. That's what Eli Pope said. Yeah. What do you have to do, Olivia? Be twice as good. What is that? Twice as good. Epic scene. Epic yeah. scene. All the black people have felt that in their spirit. <laughs> you have to work twice as hard to get, half, to, to get half as much. And we have been working twice as hard to get half as much. We've been doing that and everything. But I don't want us to understand think that. We still don't show the responsibility right. of all the black people in that instance. We show the responsibility of ourselves. Absolutely, and that is it. And that is it. Do, to wrap it up, this is this. I guess this is my my final point. So it, it makes sense what we're trying to say because I don't want you to think that we're saying conflicting things. Right. When, if I see somebody and I'm like, all right, to succeed at this job, you might have to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Because this is how they view people. This is how they view, um, how how they want people to come in when they come into this job. Mm. If you want this job, this is what you have to do. Mm. I'm putting you onto game to how to succeed in this. Right. You have to dress a certain way and certain like that. Mm. But I also need to t- explain to him that has nothing to do with, um, this is not correct. <laughs> right. This is not correct. Meaning this is. This is not how it's supposed to be. It mm-hmm. is because there are problems and you want to succeed. Right. So, meaning, I have, I don't have an issue with you teaching somebody you have to dress in this, dress this way for to get this perception of you for this job because this is what you want to do. Uh-huh. I have a problem with black people telling other black people what you're doing is affecting me as a black person. Yes. I have a problem with you, tell, you, tell, you seeing somebody sagging their pants and feeling like they are a detriment to black people. Right. I have a problem with that. Yeah. That's what I have a problem with. I personally I, am not a uh, pants sagging fan. I'm just like, I don't I'm, get it as, I'm, a, as a brand. I'm not. I'm not, as a, not as a brand. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it as a style. I'm no, real no, confused about it. I don't it. understand it either. I don't like it. I don't do it anymore because I, I'm, 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 I, I don't do that anymore as, as, um, as a grown up. Well, I'm going to say as a grown up. I see grown ups do it. But I don't do it anymore. As a real grown up. All right. Stop it. There's levels to this. <laughs> no? I, okay. I don't. I don't I don't do it anymore, 
But I also, if someone does it, that's not a judgment to black people and myself. Right. If someone looks at that person and then looks at me and then treats me different because of that person, that's a problem with that, that person. person. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Correct. That 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 is what we're trying to get to. It's, it's not that... It's it's not. I understand you try. You, it's like you trying to help somebody understand how the world works, mm-hmm. but you tell them how to understand how the world works, but you don't. You don't. You don't criticize them for what they. How do I say this? <laughs> I don't know. It's in your head. You, you, you don't. You understand that you telling them how to do that means that there's something wrong with the world, not something wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> that is the point I'm making. Okay. That I think that is a point that we have to get to. Understand that it's a problem with the people, mm-hmm. not the problem with you. Right. There's not black people are prospering. Black people are already intelligent. There's not a problem with um with us and right. what we're doing. There's a problem with the world and how it reacts to us. Right. Word. Okay. Word. Any All other right. questions? Any anything else on that? Nope. I've got nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Interesting discussion. Um, let's move on now to our music spotlight for today. And today, um, we would like to highlight um, one of the good music artists, um, Sci High the Prince. Uh, he has been part of the good music. And if you don't know who good music is, good music is Kanye's label. So Pusha T is on there. Tiana Taylor's on there. Uh, I think Big Sean is on there. Of course, Kanye is on there. I haven't decided yet my feelings about him and his shenanigans. Um, I, I don't know if he's like just putting on or if he's really just wild. But, um, anyway, uh, Sci High the Prince is part of good music. He's from uh, Georgia, where I feel like are they just making rappers down there? Because um, I feel like half these rappers that have come out in the last like five years have been Atlanta or well, some part of Georgia. That's what they say that Atlanta and Georgia is just like how um, New York used to be. Because New York used to be just spitting out rappers. Like yeah. everybody, everybody growing up when I was in high school was like, you got you got to rap something. You got to know how to rap a little bit. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, yeah he's from I, Stone I, I, Mountain, Georgia. Everybody had a sixteen. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So, like, that's what I say, that Georgia is kind of in New York now. Yeah. Because everybody had a 16 back then, and now, I think, in Georgia, everybody got a 16. Yeah, because I'm like, all the rappers, it's like every, all, like, all the rappers I can think of that's got, like, the Migos, 21 Savage, um, what's that boy that I can't understand, Young Thug. Um, you're laughing. I'm serious. I still don't know what he's saying. Um, if anyone can translate, that would be great. Thank you so much. Um, but, yes, uh, Sci High to Prince, uh Seidel Young is his real name. Seidel Prince. Uh, he comes out of Georgia. Um, he was originally part of Convict Music um, at some point with um, Akon back in like 2009. But uh, he got out of that and moved on to um, good music with Kanye West. Um, he was on So Appalled on the beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album. That's where people probably first heard of him. Put a couple of uh, mixtapes out. Um, he writes a lot, so he has, he's got a lot of writing credit. Um, in 2017, he finally released his album No Dope on Sundays. Uh, and uh, it's actually a pretty good album, all yeah. things considered. Um, he, he also is... Uh, he grew up in a very Christian household, um, so he wasn't allowed to listen to uh, music, uh, non-Christian music, as a child. But like you can see the um, the Christian influence in a lot of his music. Like I think he opens the album with like reading a Bible verse, yeah. Uh, yeah and there's yeah. a couple times in the album where he like 
talks about he quotes scripture or he like talks about a biblical concept i kind of look at sci high the prince as like a more a rougher chance the rapper yeah a lot rougher a lot rougher chance the rapper (laughs) because i feel like they both are like they're not quite christian rappers because they do a lot of cussing and carrying on but they do do a lot of like scripture discussion in their albums which is like shocking considering that the song that the name of the album is no dope on sundays but it's actually like real respectful about like you know you sell dope monday through monday through uh saturday but sunday is like you know a day of worship it's sabbath it's the lord's day don't sell drugs on that day which sounds (laughs) nuts but (laughs) it actually sounds nuts but it's like there's something about that Christian upbringing that's still in the mix there that comes out in the music. But yeah, um, I love that No Dope on Sunday song. It has Pusha T on it. You know, it's a nice little uh, nice little segue into him. It's almost like a surprise when you hear Pusha T come on yeah. on the record. Um, I also like, uh, what's the other song on there? I also like um, the like one, the, the, the the one with Schoolboy Q. It's called Moving Around. I like that too. Yeah. Um, there's a song on there with Jagged Edge, which is like soups random, but you know, hey Jagged Edge. Um, but yeah, it's like a twelve no, I'm a liar. Uh it's about fifteen tracks on there. Um pretty good album, pretty good listen. Like I don't feel like there's any skips on there that I'm really yeah, like, oh get that album. I think I think, I think when the first album first came out, I was out here like listening to that for like not long. Bumping it hard. Like, I mean, a lot of people have given Sci High flack for like supporting Kanye's foolishness when yeah. Kanye was out here talking about wearing the MAGA hat and whatever and Sci High was like, you know, let that man do what he do, whatever. People were like, uh, no. No. We're not with that. Cancel him. So a lot of people was a little saucy with with Sci High, um, because of it. But I'm like, you know, that's that's your boss. That's the man who signs your checks. Who are me to who to me are who are me to say that you are wrong. Um, for that. But um, yeah, he's written a few songs. Uh, he wrote New Slaves. He wrote Bound 2. That video was... Mm. <laughs> he wrote um, Famous. He wrote Ultralight Beam. He also wrote Sickle Mode, or partly wrote Sickle Mode. So he... Uh, by Travis Scott. So, you know, he has a lot of writing credit behind the scenes, and so, um, you know, it's it's nice to see somebody like that that came from behind the 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 booth, so to speak, kind of get in there and actually do a great job at being a rapper um, or a singer. Because, you know, there are people like Neo that I really enjoy that, you know, have come from behind the scenes of writing and have made it as um, artists. So I think um, Sci High is working on new music and should have an album coming out soon. Hopefully it, be, it won't be one of those um, good music seven trackers that they were releasing last summer because nobody has time for that. And I'm still saucy about the fact that um, Tiana's was so short and not well promoted but you know whatever yeah um but yeah so check out sci high to prince great music um i think his uh instagram is one sci high the prince and prince is spelled with a y yeah. so yeah because he posts a lot on there and you know gives you some updates on what's going on with him uh but he's a great rapper i enjoy him quite a bit and uh mm-hmm. i think if you listen you'll like it too so yeah that's our music spotlight for this week now we're going to move on to some of our other topics. Speaking of music and, uh, you know, our favorite light-skinned king, Chris Brown. Um, last week That's I had mentioned, no? <laughs> Not the favorite light-skinned king. I mean, Drake might be some people's favorite light-skinned king. Chris is for some others. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. He's neither, neither one of them is my favorite like Tim King. <laughs> I'm just saying as a general thing. I don't know what's happening. You don't know? Okay, that's fine. So, yeah, uh, Christopher um, put out Indigo last week, like I said. 
And um, one of the songs he had, I think I brought it up last week, um, Need a Stack. So I didn't hear the part initially when I brought this up last week where he talks about, I, I like to mess with um, black B words with nice hair. I must have missed that somehow. Um, so, you know, if I told you to listen to it and you listen to it and then were offended by that, my bad. Um, I didn't catch it the first time. I'm sorry. But anyway, so people were up in arms this week over Chris Brown saying that. And, you know, Kelly Rowland got in his Instagram because he posted a, a picture saying with his perm. I'm telling you, light skin king with the perm. I don't know why Christopher has a perm and a fade, but, you know, whatever. Live your best life. Um, but he put up a post saying, you know, thank you so much for the support of my album Indigo, whatever, whatever. And this is after people after the uproar had come out about the lyrics to the song. And Kelly Rowland posted in the comments because I guess him and Kelly are like actual real life friends. And Kelly was like, you know, I love you, Chris. And then people started dragging Kelly Rowland, calling her everything but a child of God. I saw people saying, that's why you always going to be second best. I'm like, first of all, y'all got to stop dragging Calendria and, and Michelle the way y'all be dragging them. Leave them alone, okay? Stop it. But back to Chris. Um, the uproar about what Chris said was a little confusing to me specifically. Here's why. Chris Brown has showed us consistently for the last 10 years that he's trash. <laughs> he has. Like, I, I literally... Listen to Chris Brown's music with the full knowledge that Chris Brown refuses to adult, will not take responsibility for anything that he has done. He just continues to act a plum fool all the time. Correct. So for me, Chris saying he only messes with black bees. First of all, half these guys out here call black women B words. Half these songs that we be out here twerking and jumping to calling black women all types of b-words and and hoes and this that the third and the fourth like this ain't nothing new so i don't understand people's selective anger about this situation also the darkest woman we have ever seen christopher brown with is robin rihanna fenty and when did they break up a smooth 10 years ago so as far as i'm concerned Chris has shown us his preference with Karuchi and all these other girls he's dated. He needs to leave that Karuchi alone, by the way. Let's have a conversation that J. Cole used to be word too, but we'll move on. Mad <laughs> I'm pretty sure Saha uses the word. Yeah, so it's like like it's, it's like people say nothing about J. Cole. But, right. But, but it's cool. We'll move on. I'm, Jay-Z uses the word. Like, there's so many people, so I just do not understand <laughs> that, that's fine. We'll why on. people are so up in arms. Like, Chris Brown has showed me time and time again that he's hot garbage. Like, I enjoy his music. I do. But I also recognize that Chris Brown is immature and refuses to grow up. I'm not saying he's immature to make an excuse for him and say, oh, well, he's immature. That's why he's acting like that. No, Chris Brown is 30 years old, plus at least. So, like, he just refuses for whatever reason to act like an adult and behave in a way that's better than what he's doing. And he's consistently showed me that that's who he is. So what am I sitting up in here up in arms about saying he only messed with black bees with nice hair? Okay, so what? So and why why are, first of all, black women y'all already knew Chris was garbage. Yet we still continue to support him. Some of us. Why why are we surprised by him spewing garbage? And then, Chris Brown is Chris Brown. Like Chris Brown's not your average guy on the street. Like why are you upset for Chris talking about what's nice hair? What does that mean? Like what? Do you, why are you giving Chris Brown, who doesn't know any of you in real life, this much energy? regarding a song lyric like i don't understand like that is not the worst song lyric i've ever heard and, it's and, not and and the funny thing is the um i want to get flack for this the funny thing is everybody has preferences the only problem with preferences is when people hear it out loud 
I but and and but I, I hear you. But the part that confuses me is that Chris has showed us his preference time no, no, and time I'm, again. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying like what's right or wrong. I'm just saying like a lot of times people. Pero, what are we arguing about? Like people, pe- like people will see the preference, but as soon as people hear the preference, it becomes different. Right. I'm just like like pe- you'll see people and they they date the same kind of people all the time. All the time. Chris Brown has dated the same girl the same, since Rihanna. The same kind of people. Child, the last girl he was dating, I, su- I thought was Karuchi. But as soon as but someone, it wasn't. but as soon as someone says it. It becomes different. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get that. But like, again, I'm like, but Chris Brown has showed us what time it is. What is the problem? Yeah. Because cause why we, is y'all acting brand new? Because we like we because people all have preferences. And a lot of people have preferences for certain things. And like. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what they prefer. Yeah, people just have preferences. Like, because people, happens. people, people were on the internet talking about how, like, when Chris Brown is in like clubs and in sections, he doesn't let dark skinned girls in. He only lets light skinned girls in. But hey, as a first of all, back to branding and validation and the whole shebang. I've been dark skinned my whole life. Chris Brown is never going to be able to validate me as a dark skinned woman. Never. Never. He, he's never going to have that power. Why are you? Why are why are women expecting these random celebrity famous guys to validate their beauty? If you're Chris beautiful, Brown? Chris Brown. Like if you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Nobody can take that from you. If you believe that about yourself, nobody can take that from you. So if Chris Brown only has a preference for light skinned girls, that don't mean that you ugly. You're just not what Chris Brown is into, and which, is, that's which is fine. fine. Which is fine. That's fine. Everybody's not attracted to everybody. Right. And it's I'm just like, how, it's how it goes. And I'm just like, again, as a dark-skinned girl, I, I have felt and heard certain comments and things over the years with people not... Like, I've had people tell me I'm pretty for a dark-skinned girl, which is rude. Don't say that to dark-skinned girls. It's rude. But, like, people have ideas about what's pretty and what's not. And for a lot of people, dark-skinned women aren't pretty. And that's fine. It's completely fine. I don't care if Chris Brown thinks I'm ugly. But I... Chris Brown don't matter to me. He doesn't. I'm just here to get a little bop or two and go on about my business. Like, I don't understand what all this uproar was about because, again, Chris Brown has showed us that he's hot garbage, and I don't understand why people keep acting like he's not. It's it's a weird phenomenon where people, like, are getting people mad. Like, oh, people are like, oh, people getting, are spreading their colorist hate. I'm like, people are getting is mad. colorism new? No, it's not. Is it new? Like, Did pe- we just start doing it recently? No, colorism is a thing that we've been doing for centuries again. So Chris Brown just echoing that. Who's surprised? Why? Why are we giving this much uproar? Like, come on, come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Like pe- people have been like. Chris Brown has said worse, more ignorant. Chris Brown beats someone's behind. Chris Brown stalks Karuchi, like gets in her man's comments and talks about her. That's what we need to be more concerned about, that he's a freaking predator who will not leave his exes alone. That's something to be in an uproar we about. about that. We can talk about that. Not about him talking about black women or not liking dark-skinned women or girls' hair. Like, why are women giving this much energy to a dude talking about hair? This man has, per- has a perm. Chris don't have nothing to say to me but a perm. Nothing. 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 So you want him to not say that and just only date people? Like, I don't understand. It doesn't. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't who, who cares? That is my actual question. Who cares? So all, all of this uproar just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't care. I heard it and I said, okay, whatever. Chris Brown was just doing Chris Brown. That's it. What, what am I up in arms about? For what? Foolishness. I waste my time to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, 
I just I just could not understand. I legit have been watching the internet the whole week, and I'm like, people are really big mad. Talking about, oh, he's ignorant, and he's colorist. Like, yes. But it's like, I heard people yes, say yes. the same thing about Tory Lanez, about yes. Trey Songz, about all these artists. Yes, I'm yes. like, now what? Exactly. Now what? Yes, now yes, what? Now like, what? why? Like, we have got to stop putting you, so much stock in celebrities. We have to. Like, yes, yes, great. Now what? They're just regular people with a little more money and a little more fame than the rest of us. But they... They all have their own feelings and thoughts and blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure every one of uh, your friend, the person who's listening right now, your friend has said something colorism. Right. So someone has said, I, I, my prefer- preference is this. They right. have said that to you. Like people are over here, oh. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they have said that to you and you were like, oh, okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, hating on people with 4C hair. Chris don't even know what 4C hair is. Like, what, what are y'all talking about? If y'all don't get off my goddamn internet with this foolishness, stop it. <laughs> he's hating on girls with 4C hair. I'm not insecure about my 4C hair. I'm like, Chris don't know what a 4A, a 3B, Chris don't know none of that. Whatever, Chris don't know what he's talking about. When it, so y'all over here talking about, well, my 4C hair is thick and healthy. Okay. What? Are you trying to dig Chris around? What? Like, I... <laughs> Because because he's a predator, so I, I used to. I used to Jesus I, I, Christ! Because maybe you should, don't worry about what his things. Maybe you're like, oh great, he's not trying to talk to me. Maybe we should do that. Right, like Chris maybe, Brown. Maybe we should be excited. He's not trying to talk to you. Chris Brown is the type insane. of guy that most women, black, white, yellow, whatever, should be staring clear from because he has shown us time and time again that he's a hot mess. You should be happy that he's not trying to talk to you. Right, like just be like, girl, well, let me go on over here, my little kinky here, my little four C, <laughs> and going about my business with my dark skin because Chris ain't checking for me. I'm safe. Like just. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I think you should just do that. That would be, be that would be the ideal. Jesus of Nazareth, y'all stay trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. And then people are like, oh, we gotta cancel Chris. I'm like, y'all ain't cancel him from when he beat Rihanna. Y'all ain't cancel him from them. Y'all ain't cancel him from when he was out here stalking Karuchi and she had to get her order protection. You ain't cancel him from them. But the minute he starts talking about alleged dark skin and and hair textures, now we got a problem. Bye, girls. Get out my face. Um, in any, in any, at any rate, moving on to um, other music-related news. So uh, Sunday Vest, uh, which is, you know, positive, came, you know, <laughs> came on. Um, and there were plenty of women who were various sizes and hues um, with varying hair types that, you know, Chris and, Brown and, may or may not like. And, and various voices. And I, various I, voices. I, I think, like I was, I was um, telling Kristen before, I think that's the reason why they probably took a break for a while. Because, like, I think people were complaining that, like, everybody who wins Sunday Vest sounds the same, looks the same. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a vibe. I mean, I auditioned for it like when was it like five years ago, mm-hmm. and like it was definitely like a they're trying to make great TV, correct. And so they're trying to find certain certain looks with certain backstories and blah 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 blah. Because one of the people who we I, we were auditioning for said something to the effect of, "We're looking for people that people will want to watch from week to week." Correct, correct. So yeah, it's like a gospel, whatever, whatever. But ultimately, they're trying to make TV. They're trying to get views. They're trying to get views, which is you know okay. That's the it's on BET. It's a network. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um. So it came back. I think like Mark said that the hiatus was needed because it was like the same types of like people were coming on there and winning, and it's just like okay, all right, this is kind of getting a little formulaic. Let's change it up a little bit. So um, they did uh, last week. They did the auditions. They did like two episodes with people auditioning, and then it was twenty people auditioning, and they chose ten from the twenty. Um, and there are two right now that I'm really, really fe- feeling. There's this lady that she's like, I think she's like fifty-two. Her name is Linda Williams. Sings down like when she started singing, I got up and was like, "Come on, sis, give them vocals." <laughs> I was thrilled. And then this other girl, Tiffany Andrews, oh, good God almighty, just tears the song out of the frame, but just be standing there like, 
la di da di da I'm like, nah, sis, you are tearing this song out of its frame. Why yeah. are you acting like nothing's happening? So those two are my favorites. Um, they have a couple guys. There's one guy there. I think his name is Melvin Crispell third. He's also great. So those are my top threes. If they don't win, me and the homie David are marching up to BET headquarters and demanding answers. We marching like we marching to Zion to get up there and find out what's going on because we want to know if those three don't win. Which day? David Thomas. <laughs> Shout out to David Thomas. We talked about this. We are marching like we're marching to Zion <laughs> to go to BET and find out why they ain't win. Because the three of them sing down. The others, I'm like, all right, they're cool or whatever. But them three like captured me. I was like, come on, sing. Sing down. So I'm excited. Um, I, I like the, the judges are cool to me. Yeah, the judges are Jonathan McReynolds, Kelly Price, and Erica Campbell. Can we just talk about <laughs> Kelly Price? Kelly Price is me on the inside. As a singer, when I hear people singing and things be sounding a little iffy, like, mm, Kelly was making the same faces I be making. And I love the feedback that she gave. I also enjoy Jonathan McReynolds' feedback. Feedback. He was positive, but he was also, like, as a person who, like, is a musician and teaches music and stuff like that, he was, like, really technical in his feedback to um, the the contestants. And Erica was so sweet. She was like, you know, it was great having you. You know, I would love to see, you know, you grow a little more. Thanks for coming. She was so sweet. She was very, very sweet. She was giving me very much Paula Abdul tease um, in her I, in her I, critiques. I think I was dying laughing. Like, the guy didn't get, didn't get chose, but Kelly Price was like, I'm giving you one last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, I need you to sing. Like, my life depends on it. Right. Go. Right. And I was like, yes, Kelly, get him together. Because I feel like in past years, like, they may have picked people that had really, really good singing voices, but, like, really weren't about was, the ministering was, part of it. No they were heart, just singing. No heart in it. Yeah, because there was this other guy who came on audition who's also been on uh, America's Got Talent or one of those other shows. And, like, he has vocals. Like, he's a trained singer. Like, don't get me wrong. But it was just like, you're just singing to sing, bro. Like, you don't... You're just trying to get on under it by any means necessary. And gospel music is not the place for you to try to do a I'm going to get on by any means necessary. Correct. So I appreciated the feedback and I appreciate that they're bringing that, like, spiritual part back into it again because I don't know if I feel like it was there as much. In, like, towards the end. Towards the last, like, season or two. Yeah. No shade to the people who won. I thought they were great, but I just felt like, okay, they, they sing in the same. That's cool. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I'll be checking it out this week. Um, speaking of churchy things, uh, the Green Leaf uh, on OWN um, new season premiere came out this week, and I am ready. I thought it was going to come out in summer because that's what they were saying, but allegedly it's going to come out in fall. I guess they got to let me get through Queen Sugar first before they give me, like, the goodness that is Green Leaf. But, child, they got about 511 new characters in there. Oh, boy, Luke done came back. Um, they got some random white people in there. Um, I don't I'm, know. I'm I'm so confused. Great, it's good. It looks I th- good. I think I watched the first season and then that was it. And then, listen, mad oh, enough has happened. And then I not nah, two whole seasons have happened. Mad enough has taken place. You need to get on board. What I will say is that I didn't see uh, uh, Zora's little boyfriend. Um, in the previews, and I hope not to see that young man again because that storyline <laughs> was tired. I was I wanted to fight. Like last season was a struggle for me because every time I would see Zora and that stupid boyfriend, I would just be like, okay. <sighs> so y'all about to drag this to the death. That's fine. So hopefully that whole situation is dead, and I don't have to see that again in season four. Charity looked like she's gonna up to be the same, gonna be up to the same foolishness she's always up to. Charity just can't make a good decision to save her life. 
but it's fine. We're going to see. I'm also tired of the Charity Kevin storyline, so if they could just stop dragging that for season four as well, I would be appreciative. But the preview looks amazing. I can't wait till it comes out. I am ready. Okay. Ready. And uh, speaking of shows uh, that have uh, premiered, uh, Stranger Things 3, um, season 3, came out this past week. Uh, Mark and I have only seen two episodes so far. Yeah. I done told y'all, leave Will alone. <laughs> Episode 1, there's a blackout. If you ain't watching it yet, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it. Will got goosebumps on the back of his neck. I said I told you all <laughs> to leave Will alone. Alone. I haven't watched the rest of it yet. I don't know where this is going, but leave Will alone. That's all I want. I don't want Will to go through no more. Will been through too much. Okay? (laughs) Too much. Will been through it. Leave the homie Will alone. But we've only seen two episodes because we got to go to sleep at night and stuff. But they, I think it's, what, 10 episodes? Eight. Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight episodes. So we got six more to go. So hopefully this week we'll finish it and be able to give a more thorough uh uh, discussion about it um, next week but uh, yeah I'm excited that it's out the first two episodes I saw are like really good so far I'm excited we'll put an edit point um, of when we do the review next week so if you haven't seen it yet you can like skip that part right but at this point like you got like, it's been out for two weeks like get it together it's not, it's not a long time watch it is it is get your life together you had the whole <laughs> July 4th weekend I mean we didn't watch it because we were like out and about That's what I'm saying, being like, booked and busy but then you got this whole week from now until next Tuesday when we post the podcast you got all that time watch Stranger Things because I'm not caring about spoilers when I talk about it next time okay Just <laughs> we'll, being... we'll put an edit point though for you whatever you do what you want <laughs> I don't care if they missed it they missed it Okay. I didn't care what to tell you. All right. So, yeah, that was all I had uh, with that. Moving on to this week in random. So, literally, there's been a bunch of things that happened this week that, you know, I just wanted to touch on real quick because they were of interest to me. Um, So, um, something that we haven't really talked about on this podcast, but, like, we've talked about, like, individually and um, just been watching. This whole migrant situation and these concentration camps that people keep saying ain't concentration camps. Um... It's really troublesome. Like the fact that there are kids walking around without diapers, reports of people drinking water out of toilets, um, people's donations like being turned away by Border Patrol or whoever it is, ICE. Like, come on, America. Come on. This is garbage. This is garbage behavior. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm upset because I feel like I want to do something about it, but I don't know what to do. Because it's like, it seems like donations and like people going down there is not being received. Yeah, like so they're, they're like, trying to turn people away. They're turning like people away. So it's like, yeah. what can we do to to stop this from happening? Uh, like, I get that, you know, we have to, you know, our country is only but so big. We can only support but so many people. Like, I get that, you know, there need to be immigration laws and rules or whatever say, in like place. The, the only thing you can do. But is, like, is, we don't have to treat gradu- people this way. Is gradually be productive gradually vote it's all we can really do and it, it, like and, we, it, and and i think that's the part that's frustrating for me because like, it's like it's not enough no it, like, i mean but like it doesn't it, it, or it, it doesn't it give be, the immediate like i'm doing something to like help fix this right now it can be a big like the problem with um the problem with protests now is it, there's been a protest every other month now yeah and i mean protests are valuable don't yeah. get me wrong the problem with protests is like it's every other month, every month, and like people are not listening, right, to it sometimes. So we have to get more creative with our protests, and I think that's what it is. 
I think we have to find a more creative ways to do protests. Because I'm like, I, I think we, more creative ways to make an impact, more creative ways to do something. I think that is, I think that 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 is our next stage is to find more creative ways to protest. Right. Because the um, the marching is cool and everything like that. It's just people have been doing it every other month, right. and like so, it's it's losing its impact. Right. And so, and it, so we 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 have to find other more creative ways to make an impact to show that this is what we're mean this is what we say right and like how can we show this a different right. way because i feel i feel like when i hear these stories and when i saw that picture of the of the little girl and the father who like drowned first of all people were sharing that picture where too liber- liberally and i don't like seeing pictures of dead people in general so i felt like there should have been some type of warning before i just scrolled on my socials and saw that picture yeah but um just the fact that you know people were so callous about dead people and being like oh well they shouldn't have come here tried to come here illegally that's what they get like this goes back to like one of our previous podcasts about christianity some of y'all ain't no real christians y'all some whole liars because if you can see like people suffering and like a dead child and your heart be so cold you need to stop claiming christian right now go go do something else don't claim this set because you're a liar correct and I, I think um i've mentioned before it's because they people have convinced themselves what is correct people have convinced themselves that sovereignty is above everything else um people have convinced themselves like patriotism is christianity is one in one and it is not so like like if you have been taught this in practice, like this is these two go hand in hand like when people go against it, like no, this is not what God wants. But people have told themselves this is not what God wants, and everything. So like it, it it's it's the um it's it's the same thing. It it goes it, it all, all goes hand in hand with each other. Um, people have convinced themselves what what is right and what is wrong, and like what what's right and what is wrong has become so like. What is that? <laughs> yeah, like I just so like it. I just don't understand that level of heartlessness. But like in their you, mind, it's not heartlessness. In their mind, like I said, they they believe that if if you if you are told that the person coming across the across the border is going to hurt you, is going to hurt is going to hurt you, your family, and everything like that. If people are if people are telling them that, so that means that I need to that is that is a that is what's going to happen when you are trying to protect something, protect my family. And that's why, like, I understand have, that, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, these are it's, humans. It's it's, no, correct. They're but, human. But people have convinced them that what they're doing is is wrong. Like, if if they just did it, like, because they're like, oh, if they did it the right way. I mean, fine. They're, they're trying to do it the wrong way. They're trying to hurt our way of life. And, and, it's and, like, and they, they, they they've made it so dramatic, right? They're like, their person is hurting my way of life, right? So I need to fight against that, right? And me fighting against that is justified because they're hurting my way of life. Which is like I under I understand I get it but like I'm just like I just don't understand how you can be so mean and heartless and cold to human beings like I don't I don't understand people who are cruel to human beings I do not get it the it's, the, it's just not the way I'm built I just don't understand way to, the easiest way to justify things is to say is to take away the humanity from somebody yes and that's that's the pattern that has been done with you know slavery and everything slavery black people everybody that, that's why with three fifths of human was a big thing like oh right. they're not a few human. Like, yeah. if you take away humanity from somebody, you feel like you can treat them however you want. Right. And I'm just like, the fact that it's happening right under our noses and it's like, I just I just feel very helpless because it seems like 
I don't know what's being done yeah. about it. Like, I know, like, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and some other, like, um, representatives and senators and stuff have been to the places and they've seen it. And I hope that them seeing it with their own two eyes will bring about some change. But it's just like, you know, what can we as the average joe so to speak do like i mean we we can pray and i pray about it all the time but it's just like what that's what i said we, we, have, we have to find we, we, what else can we do because next, like this is the, this is this is ridiculous. not good like this that's is, we, we this find is more, a horrible look we gotta find more creative ways to protest mm-hmm. and i think that that is the next mode of action is finding yeah. creative more creative ways to show the need word like, I know, you know, social media activism is, like, a common thing, but I feel like even that is, you know, a challenge, especially when, like, you talk about situations when, like, social media went down the other day. Like, Instagram and uh, uh, I think Facebook were down, which I think is quite suspicious. The Russians is hacking, y'all. <laughs> no? Well, fa- well, Facebook owns Instagram. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So they both yeah. down at the same time? Yeah, because they, all you do is hack one, you get both. So. Iffy, iffy. Facebook owns Instagram, so if you get one, you get the other. That makes sense. Like, people were, like, losing their minds. I think I legitimately was like, huh? I didn't even notice. That's how, that's how much I, I don't think I noticed either. That's, that's I legit I didn't was even like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, for me, like, every time somebody kept asking me, like, is yours down? I was like, no, nah, it's cool. I don't see nothing. But people were people were losing their minds. I mean, which is, I think, is a testament to the fact that we need to get off the social media and pay more attention to the real issues that are going on. Like, social media is a great opportunity to share news and to share movements and stuff like that. But I think, you know, it distracts us from, like, issues like this migrant situation that's going on. So I think sometimes, you know, we just need to tune out and focus on the things that are really going on in the world and, you know, try to do something to make a change. Um... So for this July 4th weekend, switching topics, for this July 4th weekend, we went to the International African Arts Festival in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. New York. And it's just like an extravaganza of like, you know, African, black, American, just black culture um, in all its various iterations. So like, you know, we got the soul food, we got the African outfits, we got the drums, we got the carved artwork, we got music, we got dancing. It's like a full, like just, if you're into black things, it's a vibe. Yeah, we go every um, 4th of July weekend. Yeah, it was amazing. We had such a good time. Um, It was nice weather. If you are in the area around the July 4th weekend, uh, definitely check it out. Commodore Barry Park. Commodore Barry Park, Fort Greene, New York. Very, you know, historical Brooklyn beautiful place um but we had a really really great time um you know just walking around we tried this like pineapple iced tea lemonade from this guy (laughs) that was like at a fish spot and his place is in New Rochelle when I tell you pineapple iced tea lemon lemonade (sighs) that's right fam I took a sip and I was like I'm gonna go get one right now like, honestly, it was so good. I need to find out the spot because I may have to take a trip to New Rochelle and see what's goody. Yeah. Um, that fish sandwich was, was quite delicious. I it looked good. I'm not even into fish, but it did look good. Yeah, I had that fish sandwich. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Avery ate and, some, and, and she and, don't even really be eating fish like that. Yeah, and, and it's the... um. And it's like it was the least expensive thing out there because, like, now the festivals keep going up in price in terms mm-hmm. of, like, food plates. Yeah. Because we went to BAM. Um, for Dance Africa, um, Brooklyn Academy of Music for Dance Africa, Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and like the plates for food then were like fifteen dollars. And when I opened that plate, I did not see fifteen dollars worth of food, yeah. so I was very unimpressed. So they, they keep going up in price. So like the fact that um you got the fish sandwich was like 
two large pieces of fish mm-hmm. for seven dollars. Seven dollars. I was like, yeah, it's lit. Like like large large pieces. Like it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was truly truly a beautiful thing. And then it, it came with the um the iced tea. And if if it's seven dollars there, that means it's a lot cheaper at at the store. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to find out which store it is. I'm but I'm gonna do my Google's. So I'm gonna I'm find ready. it. I'm gonna find it. But yeah, like we had such a good time. Um, Avery was playing the drums. If you follow us on social media, you saw Avery out there drumming in her African garb, living her best life. Um, you know, I wish we could have stayed longer because like they were starting to have bands come up on yeah, the stage they, they and have, do stuff. They have the performances usually. Cause we went on Friday, that's why. Because yeah. on Friday, it's the, the performances are late. Mm-hmm. On Saturday and Sunday, they're usually you more do them early. early. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but this year we had a lot going on. We had a baby shower this weekend. We we had just had mad enough going on. It yeah. Was, it was, we were booked and busy. Booked. Booked and busy. But it was a great time. I would definitely recommend if you're in the New York area on 4th of July weekend to go check it out. It's such a great time. Like, literally, I, I go there every year and I'd be like, I be having a budget in my mind, and I literally blow the budget every time. Like I think I just need to go there with like a thousand dollars and just be like floss out. And then you can still be like, I don't have enough money. I know, like I'm gonna every spend time. a whole thousand dollars and still be like, but I want that one thing over there. I can't get it. Gosh dang it! Let me go to the ATM. Not enough. Not enough. Let me go to the ATM. Um, but literally, like yo, like all I want is like a house with like multiple floors so I can just buy mad art and put things up in the hallways. Word. Like they the, they have such beautiful artwork. Like they have like these carved like face masks and like chairs and my god, they have so many things. Like my house would just be an African art museum if I had the space <laughs> to put anything up. Yeah. Like seriously. Like there's a guy I didn't see him here this time, but I know his name and the name of his business. He carves like clocks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. Like Oh well, we, we didn't go over there. It might have been in the other section. Yeah, he might have been on the other section, but we didn't even make it over there. There's so many stalls yeah, we, we at to, that thing. Uh, we had to go. We we, tried, we, we didn't get to get, get to anything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, we had to we had to leave. But like, I wish we could have gone back another day and like done more. But you know, it's beautiful. But yeah, dedicate at least like four to five hours to just really like walk around, see everything, comparison shop. Because there's a lot of booths that sell a lot of the same things, but like, you know, you just got to, you know, bounce around a little bit. I appreciate Homeboy that had Cash App for yeah. payment because I was just like, that ain't no problem. Because I don't be trying to go to these like random set of ATMs in places. It makes me nervous. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that they have them, but it does make me nervous. But like, I appreciate the fact that a lot of people weren't like just cash, like you could use card or you could do the cash app or whatever. So that was cool. Um, it do be hot out there. So, you know, bring your umbrellas and whatever. But yeah. it, it do be hot. But I think when we went last year, um, Sonia Sanchez was there and she read some poetry, which was like amazeballs. Because like, when do you ever see Sonia Sanchez? I don't know. I don't even know who they had out here this time. But like, I'm, I'm yeah, sad. That I, 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 I didn't look it up this time. Me either. But it was really, really great. And um, I saw a live video of Friday night. Like they had like a band out there playing with the drummers and stuff like that. And if you're into that type of stuff, like, you'll have a blast. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of black things, um, so as we all know, um, Halle Bailey from Chloe by Halle um, is, has been cast as Black Ariel, and the internet is up in arms. And hilarious. They are big mad. Ariel's not black. She's white. Ariel's a mermaid. Mermaids aren't real, guys. It doesn't matter what race they are. Also, <laughs> it came Little Mermaid came from Hans Christian Andersen, the fairy tales, in which she was green. Right, she was green, actually. Yeah. yeah. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So she was <laughs> she was never white. The original guy just, made her green. Just keep that in mind, also. So, and people without here trying to use mermaid science. Right, mermaid science. I said my 
I almost wanted to throw <laughs> the my you phone. Like, you like mermaid science? You're like, yo, because you know the sun, right? If y'all don't get off Al Gore's <laughs> internet with this foolishness, stop I it now. I don't have time for mermaid science. Get I don't have time. Mermaid science. Get off my line. And the mermaid science was was inaccurate at itself because it was saying like, oh, well, the mermaids are deep in the sea. Deep in the sea, there's no sun. So how can it be dark? That's what. That's other than assumption that people are not born with dark skin. Dark skin is a dominant gene. Yes. People need to understand dominant gene. Coarse hair is dominant genes. Right. Light skin are recessive genes. <laughs> Do your biologies, people. Do Please your biologies. understand that. Darker skin is a dominant gene. Don't ask me. Check it out. <laughs> right. Get on the Googles, girl. Al Gore's internet is available to you. Coarse Get hair on there. are dominant genes. Black hair are <laughs> dominant genes. So what you're saying is incorrect. What that means is people were old, were dark skin, were darker skin first and became lighter through recessive genes. Keep that Come in on mind. With the biology lesson. So if if so, there would be darker skin if you if we're gonna, if we're going to use this mermaid science. <laughs> not mermaid science. We're not dark, People are not black because of the sun. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Pure black. The, the sun because can, of the genes. The sun can darken your skin. Yes, but no one. But that's not why people are black. It's not why people are black. People are black because of dominant genes. Right, like I was born because black. of melanin. I was born black. Yes, I didn't go in the sun and got here. That, I was born like this. That is not how the sun works. It's not. It's not. The sun does not make you black. Well, I mean, the American educational system is shoddy at best, so maybe people don't know. They, but they, they need to pull it together. But kudos to Miss uh, Hallie because her voice is everything. Her her and her sister can sing down, yeah. so I am ready for the vocals. People are like, how are they going to make her hair red? Die like it works. Like I don't understand. Die like I. There are wigs. There there has been enough advancement in technology and in makeup and hair that we can figure out how to make baby girls' hair red. Yeah, I don't understand what the what the conversation is. But I saw. Uh, uh, is your is your fourth eye open? Are you ready for the? I don't have time. Is your fourth eye open? I'm not reading ready? this. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm doing read, this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read this real quick and no, then no. I'm gonna let you read your thing. Okay, so and, and further proof that the Little Mermaid was definitely black because people said, well, you know, Atlantis, the real Atlantis where um, Little Mermaid is based was like a real place and it's like close to like area, an area where black people would be. It's like somewhere in the islands, like off Bahamas. Isn't Sebastian like Jamaican? Yes, Sebastian is allegedly Jamaican as well. So it would make sense <laughs> that maybe the mermaid's black, but whatever. I saw this and I screenshotted it. Somebody said, this girl, uh, her name is Tiffany D. Jackson. Her at is right in BK. IDK, y'all, the Little Mermaid was always West Indian to me. You got a strict fada, an auntie witch, a singing girl who hoards trash, a crabby band leader, Calypso soundtrack, all taking place in the Caribbean Sea. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the facts. They're out yeah. there. They're out there. Yeah. So is your fourth eye open? <sighs> Not my third one, but my fourth <laughs> the one. Fourth, the fourth eye. Is okay. your fourth eye open? Okay. Did you see the guy at the festival with the three eyes? The, <laughs> the third three eye glasses? glasses? I don't glasses. know what's happening. I was dying. I said, what is that? They, what they are you doing? Stop. They stop with third Jesus eye of Nazareth. Fix it. So at Shad City says, what if Ariel was black? Because she's a descendant of the ancestors Killmonger spoke about that jumped off the ships in the middle passage. Marvel is in the Disney universe. In the Disney universe. I almost threw my phone when I read get, that. Get your get your eye together. Get I almost threw together. my phone when Mark showed that to me. <laughs> I, I think I did throw your phone actually. You should see. I think I did throw it in front of me. Like just get, get gotta get your fourth eye together. 
if you hold teppers, don't stop hold tepping <laughs> regarding black area. Like I cannot. Your, I cannot. Get your fourth eye. I'm not doing this with y'all in the lead up to this. I'm not. Y'all not gonna make me y'all not gonna make me do this with y'all. I'm not. I'm not. Y'all gotta, your, y'all gotta is relax. Your, is your eye open? My eyes are open and I think y'all are wilding. <laughs> get off my line. Thank you so much. Ugh. Oh God. People pe- but the the level of upset that people have about this is is mind boggling to me. I'm mad upset. It's it's a Disney thing, sis. Like your your level of upset about this is confusing. Even <laughs> I've seen some black people, why do they why do they keep trying to make the white Disney princesses black? Why don't they just create black Disney princesses? Who cares? It's it's like when the up in arms with the um one of with the um the half black, half um Hispanic um Spider Man. Mm-hmm. People were angry with that. I was like like this. I can't believe they're doing it. I was like, but it's happening with like fictional characters. Y'all need to simmer down. Right. Like it's none of this is character. real. It's a fictional character. None of it is real. But y- y'all cast white, ca- y'all cast white people as like as a minority characters in like real of real life people. Right. Like, but, like didn't we, we have um, Tom Cruise playing a samurai at samurai. one point? Wasn't that um what was that movie called? The one about the Egyptians where everybody was white with some eyeliner? Like we were supposed to forget that they was white. <laughs> um. There's several things. That one, Scarlett Johansson was just in some movie where she was supposed to be Asian, but wasn't because she's white. So, like, I just don't, I don't understand. I yeah, don't, I'm like, yeah, keep yeah. that same energy, fam. <laughs> keep that same energy. Like, it's fictional characters. They can change at any time. Right. At any time. Right. They were getting mad at the Human Torch when he was, um, because Michael B. Jordan. Uh-huh. Like, people get, that movie was trashed up, but that's not the, mm, point. the sure point. The was. point, the point, the point was. Sure was. <laughs> people were being up in arms. Hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the up and arms. Up and arms. And I'm just like, relax. Congrats to Halle Bailey. I know she's going to slay because she's part of Parkwood, a.k.a. Beyonce. And you know how they do over there. Excellence. Um, speaking of excellent black girls and black girl magic. Um, so tennis is one of my favorite sports. I don't know if I've ever told anybody on the podcast that before. But tennis is one of my favorite sports to watch. And, you know, Wimbledon season is upon us. And um, Venus and Serena have been out there. Um, and there's another young lady coming up. Her name is, let me not pronounce it incorrectly, Coco Goff. Um, she um, has been apparently out here slaying um, for a little while now. Um, and she actually came to prominence more so, I think, this year. Um, because in the first round of Wimbledon, she beat Venus Williams. Word. Which is like, you know, wow. Um, and she's like, you know, she basically is a wild card that came on to the draw and beat out Venus Williams, who is like literally the black girl in tennis idol. It's either Venus or Serena or both. And, you know, the young lady Coco um, mentioned that um, Venus was her idol. Like, she was so genuinely surprised that she won against her. Like, she's just, oh, my goodness. And she's just been out here playing. I think she's made it to the quarterfinals at this point of um, Wimbledon. And she's only 15. And, like, she, I know people hate to say, I hate to when people say, oh, she's the next this, she's the next that. But, like, my God, if she isn't giving me Serena Williams tees when Serena was, like, 16, 17 out here just killing these girls. Like, this girl reminds me of Serena. Like, just the fact that she's beating, like, these adult women who have been playing tennis for longer than she has been alive. Like, the fact that she's doing so well is so exciting. And the fact that, like, everybody seems to be so supportive of her, like, you know, Serena, you know, was like, I'm so happy for her. I'm so proud of her. Like, it's just, you know, I'm I'm very happy for her and I'm very happy to see what she does. I'm very excited about this new um, wave of like young black tennis players like Sloane Stevens and um, Naomi Osaka 
And um, there's another girl, I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now. But, um, you know, I'm just so excited to see all of them um, take over and move to the next level um, and really take tennis far because black people play tennis. We do. Word. And, you know, Venus and Serena have been holding the torch for a while, and it's nice to see um, some younger girls getting into the mix. But, yeah, I'm excited, and I um, am dying at the fact of how the little uh, Coco's mom gets so excited when she wins. Her mom's like, yeah, she, she's such a black mom. She's, like, so over the top, so excited, and it's so cute. Um, and the, and Coco is so adorable. She's like, I didn't know Michelle Obama knew who I was. And apparently um, Tina, Tina Lawson, no longer Tina Knowles, Tina Lawson, a.k.a. Beyonce's mom, posted um, something on her Instagram congratulating her. She was like, oh, my God, Beyonce's mom knows who I am. So she's just she's so cute. She's such just like a 15 year old. Um, and her like exuberance and excitement about like moving on. So I'm very, very excited to see um, her um, progression in this tournament. And I if she were to win the whole thing like that would just be like amazing if Serena doesn't because, you know, I'm still rooting for my girl Serena. But, you know. Um, yeah, shout outs to Coco Golf. I am very excited. I'm going to be watching closely to see how she does in um, this tournament. So, yay. Anything else that you wanted to talk about, Sir Mark Bennett? Um, not in this week in random. I'm ready to go, ready to go to tea tips. All right, go ahead. All right, so tea tips. Mm-hmm. What you got on the agenda? tips. Yes. So um, I think Coco is playing again tomorrow morning. If you want to check her out, she's playing. Um, what's her name? Halep. I can't remember Halep's first name off the top of my head. Um, I think it's Simone. Um, she's playing Halep. Halep is a great player. She's been out here for a little while. So she's going to be playing at 915. And tomorrow uh, Serena's going to be playing um, Suarez Navarro at eight. So you can catch both matches in the morning at All some right. time. Well, for real T-tips now. Yes, for real T-tips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Don't only use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your business pages. I don't know if you know this, but LinkedIn has business pages. Do Network they? with professionals about your business and increase your reach with a business profile on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is different. Um, many people might not use LinkedIn as much as they should. A lot of times they use it when they're looking for a job. But understand that it's a good thing to use to promote your business also. They have forums, they have business pages that you can put post up there. And I think it's a good way to network with professionals, especially if you're trying to work business to business, B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, working with businesses, it's like a good platform to use for that. So if you do a lot more um, of working with um, business, other businesses more than customers, mm-hmm. so it might be a good idea to start promoting your business through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So please look at the LinkedIn look um, information on there. Um, by the time this this um, episode comes on, I'll make sure I'll have our LinkedIn page in there mm-hmm. so you can start doing that and we can work through the process together. Word. But I, th- I think LinkedIn is a good resource to do that mm. yeah. and everything. I like LinkedIn. There's a lot of you know opportunities to make great connections and I feel like people are more inclined to engage on LinkedIn yeah. than they are on other social media platforms just because LinkedIn is sort of the well-known uh associated with professionalism type of um social media situation so i feel like you're far more um inclined to get positive um feedback and interactions from people on linkedin versus like other you're less likely to get like cat pictures in the middle of your 
professional conversations. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta beware of those cat pictures. <laughs> so you can get a bunch, you, you get a bunch of professional posts mm-hmm. on, on specific topics. So it's a it's a good it's a good resource. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, what are you doing? Get it together. Mm-hmm. Get a LinkedIn profile. Um, for your business, for yourself, just it's it's good it's good to put up there and. and those endorsements and those um, references, those things work. Try to get people to make testimonies. All that plays a big part in your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. The reason why is because you can, I don't know, because LinkedIn works also with um, Google. So, uh-huh. like, when you type in certain information, um, profiles pop up on LinkedIn also. So, get your LinkedIn together. Pull it together. Yeah, I need to update mine. I have it. uh I haven't done anything with it. We're gonna um we're gonna get in that together, um so that you you have a we'll, we'll work together and yes. work that out. We'll work it out. And then I'll work it out. Yeah. And then I'll work it out. Hey, all right. If that is all for today, we are gonna sign off and get on out of here. Thank you once again for listening on all the various platforms you're listening on. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you uh. Have some food for thought. We'll have some discussion amongst your people about stuff. And that, you know, you'll have a good week, man. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for everything, for everybody. This was episode 13. Um, once again, if you have any questions, you want to comment, talk to us, that's fine. Um, let you us know, know, find us on the socials. Find us on social media, All Love No Fear. Mm-hmm. Then we have on our Instagram, email. Twitter, Facebook, All Love No Fear PCAST at, at gmail.com. All Love No Fear PCAST.com mm-hmm. is the website. Please check us out. We are just moving forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um, just a quick FYI again, reminder um, the BLM.com is our website for any um, marketing you need, social media um, marketing you need um, for graphic design. Check us out there. Word. Um, website design, all that. All right. Um, all right. So we're going to catch you later. And we bid you adieu. So long. Farewell. Be blessed. Be loved. See you next week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the all love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast.